Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. Now back to Riffin' with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back again. Quickest two hours of the week, Riffin' with Raph and AD. AD, we are joined now by what I consider the golf guru of Lincoln, Nebraska, Mr. Chris Elgert. Chris, how are you tonight, brother? I'm doing great, fellas. How are you? See, Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, man, thank you for joining us tonight, brother. How you been doing, man? I've been doing really well. Uh, I would be remiss, AD, if I didn't say this is the first time we've had a chance to speak since uh, your father's passing. And so I just want to tell you that I love you and that uh, I'm thinking about you. And, and obviously my prayers are with you and your family. So, Chris, I appreciate you, man. It means a lot. Uh, obviously you, you get this, this, uh, grief journey firsthand, you losing your father and how much of an influence he was for you. It meant a lot. Um, the messages that you've sent to me over the past, you know, regarding my dad and I was just sharing with an audience before the show tonight at Bryan hospital. I was sharing, speaking over there for a group of them that the reality of it hasn't even hit me yet, man. You know, my dad has been a little bit yeah. about 120 something days. I know you get this as well, but it's nights like this and the radio and the listeners that, you know, it's it's a great respite just to kind of get your mind off the, the grief for a little bit and just hopefully to bring some joy to some people, man. So I love you and I appreciate you more than you know, brother. Thank you so much, yep. man. You bet. Thank you. So, Chris, bringing you on the radio here tonight. Some people in Lincoln know. Some people don't know it. You were Zach Johnson's college golf co- Golf coach. Thank you very much. Man, holy cow. <laughs> holy cow. So – what what were your feelings when he was named the Ryder Cup captain? Well, I mean, you know, it's a culmination of a lifetime of, of achievement. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's amazing. It, when things like this happen to him, it's he's he's a friend um, now. And, and obviously at one time he was a player that I coached. And, and um, you know, he's, he's such an incredible father, husband, friend. Um, you know, he, he, he's, but he's normal. He's Zach to me. And he, you know, when he won the, when he won the masters in 2007, he, he said, I'm just a normal guy from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And that's, that's really, 
never changed. Um, so, you know, it was great for me to see, you know, he's, he's had a ton of respect on the PGA tour and he's been on the advisory board for a number of years and he's really, really well liked out there. And, and, um, you know, he has a heart for the people and the kids and the, and the foundation that is the PGA tour. Um, and his wife, Kim has always been involved in the PGA tour wives club, which is, you know, the, the amount of millions of dollars that they give back to charity organizations throughout the United States has just been uh, honestly unbelievable. There's nothing like it in professional sports. And, and so Zach, Zach was deserving. Um, he had, you know, he had been an assistant captain on other teams and, been an assistant captain for Tiger on the President's Cup, and and uh, you know, and quite honestly, he's <laughs> he's at that age now where he's probably not going to play in any more Ryder Cup teams, and so it's it's uh, it's a it's a great it's a great celebration of a of an unbelievable career, and and uh, you know, and to be honest with you, he's he's been blessed in so many ways, but I I gave him crap immediately about it, just saying. I mean, how, how much more good things can happen to you? Now you're going to go, you know, you're going to go to Rome. You could be the first United States Ryder Cup captain to win on foreign soil in 30 years. And, oh, by the way, you have the strongest American team ever um, going over there with so much youth and talent that, that the U.S. side has now. It's, um, you know, it's going to be. I'll tell you what he 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 could he could probably throw me out there and and we would be competitive without me saying a word. So um, <laughs> you know they're gonna they're gonna be very tough to beat, uh, and he'll do a heck of a job with it. And you know, and the the beauty of his style is that uh, he'll be authentic and he'll be mm. genuine, and the players know him and love him, and uh, so he'll I I suspect he'll have great success. You know, Chris, you, you think about this, man. Like I said, you were his college coach, but let's talk. Let's dig deeper back. And for those of you maybe that aren't up on golf, or wondering who Zach Johnson is, he's the former. <laughs> he is a former Masters winner in two thousand. Was it two thousand? What year Seven. was it? Yeah. Which year was it, Elgert? Two thousand seven. Two thousand one Masters champion Seven. from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And Chris Elgert, being a Nebraska guy, was his coach in college. But Chris, let's let's go back, man. Where did you grow up? What 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 and when got you hooked to golf? And tell us the background, man. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm from Lincoln originally. I was born in Sioux City, Iowa, actually, but we moved to Lincoln. Uh, we lived in Missouri, and then we came back home. My father was from uh, Fairbury, Nebraska, mm -hmm. and so um, I came back to Lincoln when I was young, when I was five and, uh, we lived over here on the South side in Southwood. Um, and you know, my parents couldn't afford, you know, the big clubs, country club of Lincoln or Hillcrest. And, and so we joined the Knowles because of proximity. Mm. Um, and so, you know, my, my entire youth was kind of a musical at the Knowles and in, in that we would, you know, um, play golf and play tennis and swim at the pool and, um, you know, sit up on the putting green and putt all night. And, and golf was kind of a weird introduction. I, and I say this, honestly, I was kind of a, a kid who got up early and drove my mom nuts and I was the <laughs> oldest of four. So she'd always want to kick me out of the house cause I had too much energy and, and the pool didn't open until noon. And so I would just go over there and, and, uh, start playing golf. And so, um, you know, we had a good group of young kids that were always over there. And we, we, you know, it started a junior program, quite honestly, that, uh, that turned into a lot of, a lot of really good little players and guys who went on to play college golf and went on 
to do great things. And, and so, um, you know, it was, it was a fun time and, and, you know, and then I went to Southeast and, and was lucky enough to be the Nebraska state high school champion. And, and then, uh, took a scholarship at Nebraska. My, uh, my career at Nebraska was, I would say, I always say, well, I was the guy who wasn't pictured because Coach Romju and I didn't always get along that well, but uh, <laughs> I still loved the game of golf and I stayed in it. Um, mm-hmm. I went over to Des Moines, Iowa and was the, you know, trying to play a little bit and then also uh, was the director of instruction at Wakanda Club, which is a well known club over in Des Moines. And yes. They actually host a senior tour event now or a PGA Tour Champions event. And, um, and then that kind of got me in touch with, teaching some of the better players and I had I had some great players uh it's kind of funny not only did you know did I end up getting the opportunity to coach Zach his senior year at Drake but um I also worked uh hand in hand with a guy by the name of Mike McCoy and Mike was uh a tremendous still is a tremendous amateur uh player and played in the Masters actually in 2016 as an amateur and he actually um how small this world is, but he actually was just named the captain of the U.S. Walker Cup team that plays at St. Andrews next year as well, oh, wow. and uh, which is basically the Ryder Cup team for amateurs. And so he's going to captain that team. And so, um, you know, it was people like that that really continued my influence or, or, you know, allowed me to be closer to the great players over there. We had a number of great players at Wakanda Club. Uh, Gene Elliott's another guy that comes to mind mm-hmm. who's the number one strength senior amateur in the world right now. Um, he spent a lot of time there. And so there was a, there was an incredible group of, of talented, respectful, wonderful guys who, uh, played at Wakanda club during that time. And, and, uh, and then, you know, I just, quite honestly, I, I wasn't much of a player. I mean, I had uh, okay success playing some mini tour golf, but knew that I wasn't, I didn't have the, you know, the ability to, make it on the PGA tour. And so, uh, I got out of it when, uh, you know, about oh, almost 20 years ago. And then, you know, obviously got into banking as, as, uh, as I am now. So. All right, Chris. So we got this tournament that's starting tomorrow and I was just kind of wondering, <laughs> um, Tiger Woods, what, what, what is your impressions? Do you think that, I mean, what what do you think that he might be able to accomplish this weekend? I I actually think he'll compete. Um, I do. I I don't think he's you know um, I don't think he's a guy that ceremoniously shows up for anything. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he would be there unless he felt like he could win the golf tournament. And he as much said so yesterday in his press conference. And you know, I mean, I think from a physical standpoint of actually hitting the golf ball. I think he looks about as good as he has in a number of years. And, and um, you know, it's one of those things in, in getting through this leg injury. Um, it could have kind of, quite honestly, done a, done a wonderful thing for his back because he'd had so many back surgeries and issues there. Um, but he looks to be swinging it great. So it's kind of a matter of, you know, well, will he, you know, will he be able to pull that leg along? Um, and, and, you know, I don't think he would, I don't think he would be playing if he did even had a thought that he couldn't do it. So I, I actually expect him to to compete. They gave him a perfect draw as far as rehabilitation goes, because he goes, you know, in the middle of the morning tomorrow. And then, you know, depending upon what the weather does, he should, if they get it in, then he'll, you know, he should have a nice break. 
mm-hmm. uh, because he goes late in the afternoon, almost two o'clock on Friday. So he'll get as much time in between rounds as possible, but um, we'll see what the weather does because the weather's supposed to be a little sketchy tomorrow morning um, with some potential thunderstorms. And then Friday afternoon, it's supposed to be very windy. I mean, winds up where in the 25 to 30 mile an hour range. Oh, so wow. he may have not gotten the best draw from a weather perspective, but I, uh, I think he'll shock people. I think he'll play better than, better than people think. I know, um, you know, I saw some Vegas lines early in the week that had him, you know, you could even money was 55th or better. And I just, in my heart, I just don't think there's a Tiger Woods that would come and do this without making the cut, which is the top 50. And I, I think he'll do that. There's only 90 players in the field. And, you know, there are some guys out there who have won uh, the masters previously. They're in the field that are, truly not going to be competitive and and so i think he finishes i think he finishes up there i really do i think he'll be competitive you know chris you think about what he's been through in the past 17 months with you know like i said with his body the guy you know dang near lost his leg 17 months ago and to even be in this position right now i, I think that shows a lot uh just about his his mindset his discipline and just almost uh um non-human drive you know, but let's slip this back to Zach, to ZJ. When did you realize when you were coaching him? We'll get back to Tiger in a second, but what about Zach? Was there something in college you saw in him that you would think he'd have this type of success? Or, or are you are you not surprised or a little bit surprised by the success he's had? Because, like I said, he oh. won the creme de la creme of the, the Masters. I mean, yeah. And, what did yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we always – it was that's funny that you say that. But, you know, Drake, we were very good that year. Uh, Jamie Bermel, who was the head coach who really recruited most of those kids, um, you know, had had a really good golf team. And I was teaching some of them at Wakanda Club and I had established a relationship with Jamie and the team because they would play at Wakanda Club. And and so it was kind of a natural fit for me to go there. And, and the first thing I recognized with Zach early on was that he was he was a PGA Tour level putter immediately. Hmm. Um, his game was such that he was he was consistently getting better but I, I tell people all the time he was our third best he was our number three man at Drake his senior year and oh, wow. um, but he had these glimpses and and it quite honestly when you know when we were when I was working with Dave his father about even the chance of him turning professional initially his father wasn't really excited about it. he wanted him to go get a job and and learn that way. And then if, you know, if he kept getting better, we'd see kind of thing. And and then we, me and a, a number of other people who had influence, uh, you know, talked Dave into allowing Zach to go try it. And almost immediately, Zach was, you know, one of those kids that would shoot these unbelievably low scores because he had such a good putter. And, um, you know, he would, he would come out and he'd all of a sudden shoot a 61. Um, <laughs> he's still the only guy in PGA tour history to shoot 60 twice yes, or under times. on the PGA tour. Um, and he had that ability even when he was playing mini tour golf and, and, you know, he got coined back to back to back Zach playing the Hooters tour that, you know, um, when he, before even, um, you know, before the corn ferry or what, what is now the corn ferry. Um, but he, you know, he just had that innate skill to go really low and that was something that we all kind of thought that if he could harness the rest of his game around it and he was so competitive that if he got going with that putter and the rest of his game kind of came along that he was going to take it a long way but I I always laugh about this we actually had talked about it just 
a couple weeks. I've t- I stay in touch with him quite a bit, and we had talked about this in old stories, but he had made it to what what is now the Corn Ferry Tour, and they play an event in Omaha, and they used to play the Champions. And I remember when I was out there with him on the range, and his dad was out there, Dave, and, and Dave came up to me and said, you know, in, in your wildest dreams, could you ever believe we'd get here? You know, which was the Corn Ferry Tour. <laughs> and, and, you know, two years later, he wins the Masters and, you know, and 20, you know, 25 years since. I mean, you know, it's just been, it's been an, inc- it, it's been an incredible ride. He was, that was the 97 team with him. And, and uh, so it's been 25 years of amazing stuff. And, and, and it still hits me today. You know, it's, it's been 15 years since he won the Masters, but they had the the highlights last night on the Golf Channel, and and uh, when he chipped in on eight, um, I was in my house, and I I remember I was like, oh my gosh, he's he's gonna come, he's gonna come down the stretch and be in the hunt here, and so I left my house, left my phone, went to my sister's, and I spent the entire back nine, um, you know shaking and every time he had to hit a putt, I was standing up, making you know swings, going, come on, buddy, get it in the house, and. And, uh, you know, I even shed tears last night, 15 years later, because it's mm. just, it's, it's something we all dream about. If you, right. if you're an American golfer, you, you know, you've had so many putts to win the masters. That's what you do as a kid when you're practicing all those mm-hmm. hours or doing whatever. And, um, you know, for him to accomplish that and then, and then to come back and win in 2015 at the home of golf at St. Andrews and win mm-hmm. the Claret Jug and, you know, uh, I, I was lucky enough to be there with him when he, when he was inducted into the Iowa golf hall of fame. And I was able to take my son with me and, and he got to hold the Clara jug. And, and there's just, you know, there's moments in life where you just, you know, you dream about some of that stuff. And then when it's reality or it happens for a friend of yours, it's, it's almost surreal, you know, and it, and to, it still is to me when I see him on TV, I'm like, what's Zach doing on TV? Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the Ryder cup captain, you know? So he's just Zach to me or monkey. We used to call him monkey and, and uh, you know, and, and uh, he's always going to be that guy and, you know, and, and uh, he's just, he's a special guy. And, and uh, it's been so awesome to be as close as I am with him and then, and then get to hear and see what, what he's about. Folks, we are with former college coach of uh, Masters champion Zach Johnson. We're going to take a quick break before we end the show with a few more questions for Elgert talking about the Masters this weekend. We're going to pay some bills. You are with, with Riffin with Raph and AD on 90.7 The Ticket. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 live stream workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops.